This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. That's Tom Schreier. It's Tuesday morning. We are recording at around 8.30 a.m., maybe about 12 hours, 10 hours before the storm of the century hits, Tom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom was down in Florida covering spring training, and he actually got in yesterday in time for this snowstorm. Anyone listening in Minnesota, you've definitely heard the snowstorm's coming three Mm -hmm. days three waves. I think we could see almost two feet of snow. Um, so you're happy you're back for it, Tom. Yeah, it's uh this is a minority opinion probably, but uh, I did not rush out of Florida to come back for a snowstorm. This is a matter of, I covered three days of spring training and then I actually drove down to Miami to see some of my family was out there and stuff. So um, try to soak in as much sun as I could try to get as much of the Florida experience. I will tell you, and people probably know this, you drive south from Fort Myers, it's great until you hit Naples, and then there's nothing. There is nothing south <laughs> of Naples. There is nothing. I mean, there's a little city or something between uh, Miami and whatever, like whatever south of Naples. Um, yeah. But not a two and a half hour drive wasn't terrible, but there isn't much going on uh, there. But yes, I was enjoying the sunshine, came back for the snowstorm. Here's the thing. I do not commute outside of going to Egan for Vikings practices, and then I live about five minutes away from Target Field and Target Center. So uh because I don't have to commute, I don't mind the snow. I like it. It's shiny and you know, it's better than looking at the gray, whatever. When I left, it was like 40 and raining and it would just freeze overnight. That's terrible. Uh, dystopian. So I don't know, I guess I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing I would do. Otherwise I sit at my home and edit and write articles. So <laughs> record podcasts. So, you know, yeah. I was like, ah, whatever, but yes, I could have used an extra week in Florida. It was, it was 80 and sunny, except for like one day it was 67 and I felt cold and I felt bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, but I did get up at like, so I think it was like three thirty four o'clock AM there. So, so like two thirty AM here, I had a long day yesterday flying back from, uh, out of Miami back to Minnesota. So, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Tom. Like, I think <clears throat> the guy, the only reason I'm not looking forward to the snowstorm is because of the shoveling. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, as you can attest, as I can attest, as most of the people in this job can attest, like, once the offseason rolls around for, for Vikings, or, yeah. you know, I cover the Wild, but and, and you cover the Timberwolves and, and, and all the other sports in the market. But, like, we still kind of have fake jobs. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just get to stay home. Like, it's not like my roommate who has to go you know no matter what happens tonight and tomorrow we'll have to drive to work at 6 a.m like i'm just yeah. like eh, it's too snowy i'm just gonna stay home today i do i do genuinely feel bad i hope as like remote work becomes i know some people cannot remote work for yeah, yeah. Do, but if you can like i hope that people would give just because it is terrifying and dangerous to drive in blizzard conditions but if you have the option i know some people are like two three days in the office right if you have the mm-hmm. option to stay home like I do. I like looking outside and seeing the snow. I kind of wish we either were like 20 and 30 and then like 70 and 90. You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't like yeah. any other temperatures. I don't want, I don't want it minus 10. It feels like Mars. There's teaser temperatures that 50 degrees or whatever. I'm like, eh, it seems warm. And then I'm like, it's actually cold though. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, but yes, I could have used extra time. The people when I was leaving Florida, like the, the other uh, beat writers in Fort Myers were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, uh, it's like, 200 a night or something to stay in fort myers because they were devastated by a, a hurricane i think yeah. you'll remember yeah. that and like so there wasn't a lot of housing and i was like zone coverage is uh we're the a's you know what i mean like you gotta pay for the pop machine you know what i mean so, yeah. yeah so uh so yeah it's like i'm not gonna i can't stay any longer but it was nice to to get a little sunshine in and and uh 
um yeah this is this is the also it's very ridiculous that we had like 30s and 40s that felt kind of warm and then like mm -hmm. minnesota just punishes you anytime you think it, it's like the april snowstorm right you think yeah. like hey we're out of the woods we're good and then whoop you know <laughs> you're like back at home exactly well i think we've talked enough about enough weather yes so let's let's jump into the vikings um like we teased last week when we talked about brian flores like pretty much from here on out it's gonna be all off season you know, what should the Vikings do? What shouldn't the Vikings do? Obviously, the, the the combine is coming up later this month. The draft in a couple of months. Free agency next month. All of those things. Um, but I think, like every season, and it only it only makes sense to kick off this off season episode with this. A lot of what the Vikings can do hinges on what they decide to do with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is a lightning rod. He is probably the most polarizing player I've covered with the Vikings yeah. um, because you either love him, you hate him. There's really no in between. But when you look at what the Vikings have in front of them this off season, you go to whatever cap site you want. I use over the cap. They're like 23 plus million dollars in the red. So that's operating right now. They have, they have $23 million that they have to shave away from their salary cap. Also remember, they have to give Justin Jefferson the bag this offseason. So if you just add like basic math, negative 23, add whatever more money Justin Jefferson's going to get, he's going to get top flight dollar in the receiver market. You got to fix things. You got to move some money around and you have to find a way to free some money up. I, I, I've, I've mm -hmm. tried like heading into this podcast. I tried to figure out how they can do that without extending Cousins. And I can't figure it out. Like there, you either have to cut a lot of people, you have to restructure a lot of people and just kick this can down the road one more year. Or you have to just kind of almost accept being bad next year. The only way the Vikings can stay relevant and afford their off season, which is going to be full of, you know, obstacles and hurdles is to extend cousins. So I fully expect them to do that at some point this off season. I think they will. I think one thing to, monitor in this situation is the reason why this is like funny money is because there's like void years where you can spread out the cap so they're literally yes. not paying the player money but it spreads out because i think the cap is just like a um an average of the salary per year so like it, obviously that reduces the average um i mean there's all sorts of things you can do eventually teams kind of have to reset the cap that's why like um even going back to like the patriots i think this is a little bit post brady like belichick just said hey we need a year to kind of clean this up and that basically means you have to have contracts expire because at, at some point like you are just as you said kicking the can down the road it's something the vikings opted to do when quasi adopamento came in and and Ken o'connell right there was an argument maybe you just burn it down they kind of build it in their vision i think they saw a pretty competitive team no there's no guarantees i understand like the excitement of like you get all these draft picks and you watch the players develop and there's nothing wrong with that it's just if a team has x many pro bowlers i think they had like eight or seven or something like mm -hmm. that and was capable of winning 13 games there's no guarantee that like you get back there in three years anyways even though these you know football teams like jet skis you can kind of turn them around pretty quick um but i think uh i do, i agree with you like I, cousins is savvy in this way like he makes sure he's taken care of financially this is not just the sum total of what he's made this is not just the product of um, being franchised take twice. And it's certainly not the product of he's not like what you call in baseball, like a bonus baby. He was not, you know, he's a fourth round pick. He did not get a lot of money guaranteed coming out of Michigan state, right? He was drafted yeah. to be a backup. Um, and I think this is part of where his self 
confidence or like, you know, he, I, I get the impression he is willing to like, he takes tough questions. He doesn't really care what's written about him. He doesn't really care what people think about him. He's the dad, the goober, the whatever. It's because he goes, ultimately, I get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm fine. And so, uh, you know, I think the bigger question is not only do you extend him, but would Cousins in a more, in a better situation, right, where there's not adversity between the head coach and the quarterback, um, where O'Connell's kind of in his corner, where Quasey's in his corner, does he accept something less than the absolute maximum that he can get? He does not have to. It is his right. He has the leverage to do that because the Vikings don't really have another option. Um, but does he take a little less knowing – they're going to have to do something with Thielen here. You got, you mentioned Justin Jefferson. You have to pay Hawkinson too, I think, you know what I mean? Yes. Like yeah. you're getting close in on that. And we're looking at like 60 million for that. Justin Jefferson, I can't, he's going to make a stupid amount of money, but he also drives winning and should make that amount of money. Um, and so I think that's the bigger question with cousins. You're right. He, he has to be extended. Does he take a little bit less to be like, Hey, I want the weapons around me. I want a good offensive line. And also maybe he believes more that this team can win. You have Flores running the defense. Now O'Connell who's, who's, seems to be as on board with cousins as any coach he's ever had. Right. So if we look at this, like the, over the, over the cap, the Vikings are 23 million in the red, call it 23. It's actually like 23.485. We'll just say 23 for math purposes. Now look at what the top end dollar of, of the receiver market is. Tyreek Hill kind of leads the way with, with $30 million a year, like as a cap hit. Right. Yeah. So if you, Add 30 plus 23, that's $53 million the Vikings have to figure out and find a way. Um, mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins' cap hit right now, $36.25 million. Yeah. The, and, and NFL contracts are so weird, right? Like, if you don't, if you're like just a person who follows the NFL on Sundays, the cap will make no sense because you can, like you mentioned, void years. You can add guaranteed money here to bring the cap hit down. You can push people out, um, continue to kick the can down the road. Like we said, basically what the Vikings, what I think they're going to do and what it sounds like Tom thinks they're going to do. They're going to just give Kirk a one year extension, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to lower the cap hit from $36.25 million this year to, I mean, that number is still up in the air. It, it hinges on what Kirk is, is willing to take. Um, it hinges on the guaranteed money. The Vikings are, are willing to give him. But you would essentially extend him out a year, continue to kick the can down the road to lower the cap hit for this year. And if, like we said, just taking into account the dead money or the, the cap overage they have right now, the money they're going to need to pay Justin Jefferson, it's over $50 million they have to create. So it, it, there's just no way you can do that without going to the person making the most money and saying, all right, let's figure out a way to make this work. If the Vikings I, did not cut Kirk, or if the Vikings did not restructure Kirk Cousins, they would have to cut half their roster. 